With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels. Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. That's right. Welcome back into a Studio B, the Asylum Studios. It's Chaos and Disorder. Check out everything we've got to offer at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, Chaos and Disorder Podcast on Facebook. Email the show, Chaos and Disorder Pod at gmail.com and find all the show archives, asylumfantasysports.com. You better believe it. We're Fligger and Briggs, and this episode of Chaos and Disorder is brought to you by Dead Sled Coffee. The Chop Shop in Butler, PA, and Castaway Tattoo. And, hey, we want to uh, put a shout-out to Andy Frampton for that great intro. You can find him on Facebook and TikTok at Bronco Swanson. And for Rival Lovers, for great music, uh, Real Rival Lovers on Twitter, and you can find them on Bandcamp, everything that they've got out there. And I have enjoyed today watching Rick learn what band camp was and the exasperation in his voice when it was first mentioned to him. Not really exasperation. I just didn't. Re- I just wasn't familiar with the app. That's, uh, but I will be. That's that's one good thing because I didn't know why I could find rival lovers. Yeah. Well, we're all learning things here today, yes. right? Like I learned it's Andy Frampton, not Peter Frampton. Right. I learned it's Bronco, whatever you said, not Bubba Sparks. So we're learning things. Right. We're tightening up the beginning. We're getting it. Exactly. We, we got a brand new console here. We got Dummy, a brand new studio over in the producers. This is all new. We are going all We in. have it is the time. Asylum Studios have become 2021. <laughs> it is. It's modernized. Yeah. We, we went from... Oh, I would say what? Probably 20,000 BC to Probably. 2021. Yeah, yeah so, somewhere in yeah. there. So, so uh, maybe one day some uh, video, I guess, production of this coming soon so you can see all yeah. this prettiness. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, the most handsome faces you ever dreamed about. Being... <laughs> Who's coming in? That'll be a surprise. Oh, all right. It's not that jackass listener you two jagaloons are always going on about, is it? I, he nothing, or she is not invited. There is nothing that bad that could be said about the top-notch listeners. I, I think there no, are. No, there's I, not. I, I don't care for them, isn't. and I wish they would stop listening. It's it, not a they. It's a person, I, not I'm trying a they. I'm trying to get my pronouns You know, right. it's not and Sybil. So there's not when, like 50 personalities in there. When in doubt, I think you have to go they. I think that's that's how that works now. Is that how you talk about yourself, like we well, that's what I've always wondered. The pronouns are, are they and them. If you're referring to yourself, do you do the same thing? I don't know. Can you, I guess you could just say I. Do you know who the singer of them was? I, I do not. I didn't know them was a band. How about you, Alejandro? Don't try looking up because you don't I, know. I was going <laughs> to play them. Oh, okay. Sure he was. He was yeah. looking it up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is that like that trash 70s stoner rock that you were into? One of them nah, deals? 60s. Well, same thing. No. No, it was um, just a glorious time. 
more talent, uh, you know, on their little fingers than they have today. So, well, I'll agree with that. But I, anyway, maybe throw the nineties. The the lead singer for them, in case you didn't know, was Van Morrison, which I'm sure you've oh, heard. Well, of Van I, Morrison. I am familiar. Of, All right, well, that's a clever name, them. That's very sixties. Yeah. Hey man, let's yeah. just call it them. Yeah. I don't care for. It does sound very Van Morrison, though. I, I will give yeah. you that. I mean, everything I they know were per- about Van Morrison. Them was probably most girl, famous but... for their rendition of Gloria. I think everybody's done a rendition. If, if I'm aware of it, everyone's done a rendition of that. Yeah, they uh, actually, the last show that them, that them played <laughs> at the Whiskey A Go Go. The Doors were becoming the house band, and Jim Morrison and Van Morrison jammed together and sang together on the stage. I think the only time. How do you become a house band? We should become somebody's you house band. You had to be band. good for like, one just have, thing. This, just have this dumb show in the background of some restaurant or something. You think the chop shop would be down for that? That's disrespectful. I would think so. I'm sure we could get Billiam in on that. Yeah, Dis- I'm disrespectful. sure. I don't know really, what you're doing. I'm, I, I realized a flaw in the studio setup I'm trying to remedy, but it's causing a bit of a calamity at the set. I, <laughs> I think I it could... was um, <laughs> I think it was Amos the janitor that moved stuff around while you were at work. I, I, I thought I could sneak it in, but uh, I messed that up. So, <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, there's there's some old opening bed music. Things, yeah, <laughs> things are going off the rails. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I, fat fingers I got over here. <laughs> so I think maybe you just need to turn it down. No, I think that one. I think that one was me. I don't okay. think he did that. I think I just played the old twelve ounce opening bed music. Well, which, I guess we can basically start off the show with basic current events. We were actually going to hit on a semi-current event, which was the interview of Tiger Woods and Jim Nance, which right. was on Sunday at what Genesis at Riviera. And now all of a sudden he turns to be in a pretty serious car wreck. He has multiple. Bone breaks apparently in his leg, and he's in surgery. He had to have jaws of life to get him out of the vehicle. Yeah, did, did you see the vehicle? I saw yes, right, right before I, I came to the studio. Finally, heard about it and looked up a picture. First of all, he was way off the road. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. What happened there? It was a long, flat, straight-looking stretch of highway. I don't know if it was helicopter or drone footage they had. You know, showing the stretch of highway in the car up there. He's lucky to be alive. And the last I saw, and, and I don't know, I hate doing stuff like this. It's happening as we speak. I think he dropped the popsicle and was bending down to pick it up the off popsicle, the popsicle, you think? Yeah. It is Florida. It's yeah, probably pretty exactly, warm down yeah. there. But tore that thing up. Oh, he is lucky to be shape. all right. What they're saying now, as you're listening to this, as we're recording this at 626 Eastern Time, they say it's not life-threatening, but uh, he's been in surgery for a long time. With, with these, my God, his, his career's over, right? I mean, we don't know that, but speculation and the, the trouble he's already had. I think competitively back. he's done. Yeah. I, I really do. He's, what, 45 years old. He was already speculating with Jim Nance in seven weeks. Right. He really wasn't, didn't sound too optimistic that he was going to be able to play the Masters, right? So now compound this on top of the back surgery and all the problems that he's just had um i you know look 2021's a wash for this guy now he's gonna be 46 coming into but you know and everybody's well jack nicholas won you know the masters at 46 but he didn't have like 15 broken bones over the course of his career either 
Yeah, and it's it's so strange the way this lined up. I, I legitimately wrote every everything you talked about in preparation for this show. You know, he's having the MRI this week. Really didn't seem confident he was going to be back for Augusta. I, I had the impression he wasn't going to be. Right. And a few of the things he said and the way he said it, it really stuck out to me. And what I was going to bring up on the show before this happened, that to me, he seemed almost resigned to not only the fact that he wasn't going to make the Masters this year, that it just might be over. And right. not only that, he almost seemed at peace with it. It, it was really, it really stuck out to me. I didn't see it in real time. You know, ESPN or somebody was replaying it. And that was my takeaway in watching it. This wasn't about the Masters. This was about any more Tiger Woods. And so now my real fear as a fan, my only fear in real life is I hope he's all right. He's got kids. You know, I just hope he he lives and lives a healthy-ish life from here on out. But as a fan, this feels like it. It, Now it's over. I I was already concerned about that on Sunday. Now this happens on Tuesday. I I can't see it happening again. And it makes – well, actually, technically not the last Masters, but the, the previous Masters right. that he won. I mean, that was Tiger's, and deservedly so, jack moment, you know, from 86 to to now. I mean, because I think that was his swan song yeah. right there. Because we've talked about this for, God, six, seven years, about is he going to be able to catch Jack and – with his injuries, the violent swing that he's had his right. entire career, never thought his body could stand up to it. Well, then his, you know, unfortunate dislike of vehicles. Yeah, yeah he that does seem compounds to pile up. things as well. So, no, I mean, it was good to see him get number 15 because I don't think he's going to get any more. No. Simple Hindsight being twenty twenty, now I wish he'd have won that Masters, dropped the putter like a mic, and just walked off into the sunset would have been so much better because it never the felt thing is when you have a week like that it's like hey i'm oh, back. oh yeah no doubt you know, about and, it. and then all of a sudden you start playing but then by the time even like in june he got to the open it was like game you know it's just you could yeah. see that he kind of like wearing down again and did he, he didn't even the... play that vigorous of a schedule either no. did he win the tour championship or whatever it was before or after the masters I was thinking about that on the way home, and I couldn't remember. I'm thinking that was before. Uh, that, I'm thinking yeah. so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was. I think that's before. I guess the that's Masters. not a major, but it, no. it's a big tournament. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's right up there, like with the Canadian Open, something like Canadian Open used to be the considered basically the fifth major. Yeah. And, you know, after back in the old days, it was the Western Open, but believe it or not, that was at Colonial. That was like. The next thing to a major back like in the forties and fifties. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, but the tour championship not a major. I mean, you only had the four, so. But it's it's a big deal, and he I think he had won that before the Masters. Then he won the Masters. I don't think he won anything after that that year, did he? No, I think that that was it. I think it? so. I, yeah, I can't remember now. Right, yeah, that, that's the that's the moment. So, so I hope he's all right. Again, by the time you hear this, you'll know all the information. Sure. But but this is literally happening as we record. Uh oh, it's about to speak. It could be an update. Multiple compound fractures. Which, if you know what a compound fracture is, not good. I assume it's many fractures compounded upon each other. Nope, through oh. the skin. Ew. Yes. You didn't know that? Yeah, it's a basically open fracture. 
Well, why don't they call it that? Why do they call it a compound practice? Kind of like because it compounds the healing process. You made that up. I okay. bought it. It sounded great. <laughs> I did. He's full of shit. <laughs> see, because see, here and then he go. looks at me Ignorance. like, "Look how smart I am." <laughs> no, I did not. Yes, you I did. was just sitting you, here you talking. That, that crappy look on your face, like, "Oh, here's the dummy again. Let me school him with my endless medical knowledge." <laughs> look, here we are, just having a nice conversation about Tiger Woods, and then your penis envy strikes again. <laughs> penis envy. Can we name a show Penis Envy? I don't see why not. <laughs> I don't know how that came up. That's I'm going to jot it down. I'm not certain I'm, I'm going to go with that. What was your question about what tournament he won? The, the, the Tour, tour Championship. championship. Uh, 2007? Followed by the U.S. Open? Is that no, what you're talking no, about? No, right around no, the mass. 2020, 19, 19, I believe it was. Oh, U.S. Open 2000— this says 2008 U.S. Open, and then or the no. Masters. Well, maybe tournament. it wasn't the tour that he the tour yeah, What was the other he tournament he won? It goes 2008 U.S. Open, then Masters. How many times is he going to say 2008 U.S. Know, Open I before I throw something at him? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Masters tournament 2019. Yeah, there was something around that. I don't understand Wikipedia's breakdown of it. Sorry. <laughs> well, we, we we apologize for Wikipedia's failures here. <laughs> should we wait or nope, should we just, go on? Just go on. <laughs> There's so many colors. I'm distracted. <laughs> A compound fracture is an open fracture that is also called. Well, an open fracture is also called a compound fracture, and it is a fracture where there is an open wound or break in the skin near the site of the broken bone. Most often, this wound is caused by a fragment of bone breaking through the skin at the moment of injury. A compound fracture leads, is a very serious injury and leads to potential long-term consequences in recovery. Just like I, I said. Alex Smith. I don't know how that validates what you said at all. A compound fracture. It compounds the healing process. I mean, that's all I said. But that is not what you just read there. You just said it bad. <laughs> what did I just say? I said it is a serious injury with potential long-term consequences and healing. Same thing that I said, just in different words. I, I think you're telling yourself a story here. Whew. Well, I tell you, right, what, you, you can't what? even. You can't even. Let's do read it. it on the everything on the internet's true, right? Very good, Rick. You were right. Of course, I am. Give me the yay there, oh, Finkelstein. He earned it. Yay! yay! Good and, job. And for you, <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> Carson Wentz, Rick. Yeah. What do you think of that deal? I think that is probably the only team that was going to. Well, certainly pay what the Colts paid for him. Right. Because of the history and chemistry that he had with Frank Reich. I don't think there was many takers for Carson Wentz, quite frankly. No, it was pretty much understood. It was down to the only Panthers, Chicago. The Panthers had backed out. Yeah, only Chicago and Indy, and Chicago right. wasn't making any serious offers. No. This was really Indy. I mean, is he that much of an upgrade himself? over Trubisky or Foles? I mean, let's get real. Probably not in that Bears offense. No. I, I'm excited about him back with Frank Reich in that Colts offense. I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. True. If he can resurrect. Because I don't, the physical st skills haven't gone away. 
and we forget now because it's been so bad for a year and a half or whatever, two and a half years, whatever it's been in Philly, how good he was that Super Bowl season before he went down. How good he was when he looked like the next guy and got that huge contract. It became a mental thing. And if you've ever been to the cesspool, the hellscape that is Philadelphia, I don't think it's hard to get into your own head with those awful cretins that reside on the the opposite side of our state. And I think getting out of there with a coach he's comfortable with and an offense he knows, I think we could see that early 2017 Carson Wentz again. And it sort of lends itself to he had that great year. And then he went down. Nick Foles comes in, carries him to a Super Bowl. They both look wonderful. Right. Carson Wentz was running for his life and had basically no weapons on that offense. Yeah. And all of a sudden now, he's going to the Colts. You have Frank Reich, who knows him, who's had success with him. A great offensive line. Gee, they have a run game. Yeah. They have weapons on the outside. They got a nice tight end. I look for them to really yeah, contend. Yeah. Nice tight end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that sounds better than penis envy. <laughs> I, say, I like that. So we got a new leader in the clubhouse. But no, the, the, that's just. <laughs> I lo- you know what? I like racking up yays. I mean to tell you. Oh, so is that going to be a new competition? We'll keep a tally of who gets the most I yays. I think I'm leading. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Although the problem is, sometimes he does it for a good line as an attaboy, and sometimes it's a mocking tone as well. Do the mocking tones count equally? Absolutely. All right. Well, sure. Fair enough. So you you should get plenty of those. As should you. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm I'm smooth. Getting it done. Okay. The talent. There you go, Alejandro. That's no, no. See, there's right no there, there's Mr. no yay. So you you have no sense of the yays. None whatsoever. Sure, I do. No sense of lies them. should be yays. It's not a lie. Of course it is. What makes it a lie? Well, you you going to get on the internet again and read something completely? Hopefully, you did record what he was talking about his beginnings. Oh, definitely on record. My beginnings. Yeah, the beginnings of the show that you were recording, you were talking about before we went on air. Beginning. How do I not remember this? I, because you don't remember anything. That's part of your charm. The beginning of what? You you could watch. You can remember an episode of Archie Bunker time. He's putting the socks on. That's a good one. But a sock you and a can't sock and remember a shoe and a something shoe. you said a half an hour ago. What was the context? It, well, is it, it something we can't say over the air? Well, no, is it something not really. But it's just kind of that um, falls short of woke requirements. No, it just falls short of interesting. Oh, all right. However, I have something of utter interest to you. I somehow doubt it the way you've presented this. <laughs> well, no, I mean for you, I mean I know it's intriguing because I know how much time you spend following oh, the subject. Okay. Did you happen to see that Prince William is sad and shocked by Harry and Meghan Markle's response to Queen Elizabeth? Did you see that? Why does anyone in this country care about these inbred know-nothings? What, what, what is this in this country? And now they've got you? No, it's just so funny. Okay. Now, she, who's Prince William? He is the oldest son of Diana. And then Harry is the youngest son. She had the two boys. Okay, okay. You know, and then... Um, so he's bitter at his brother. Yeah, Harry ma- married Meghan Markle, and they decided they're moving 
to Canada, and then they come to our country, and I don't know where they're at. Yeah, now. why don't they go to Canada? I like that. Well, idea. they were in Canada. I well, think why don't they, they go? They back? might still be. Oh. But anyway, the Queen has determined that they are giving up their royal responsibilities. Okay, what what are their responsibilities? Well, because spending she, a bunch of peasants' not, money. He's not going to be <laughs> officially Prince Harry and Princess Meghan. All right. Because they, you know, they left. They said, we're not doing this. We're going over here and live by ourselves. Okay? Like most adults do. On, right? Still on the still Queen's on their dime, dime, I'm course, sure. Right? Yeah. 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 However, um, the, the statement was that, um, you know, they're giving up their things. Anyway, following conversations with the Duke, the Queen has written confirming. Mike Krzyzewski? No. Oh. No, the Duke of Earl. Earl. Pick, yeah, pick something. <laughs> Earl, like Windsor, I Wellington, I don't know. But the Queen has written, you know, confirming that in stepping away from the work of the royal family, it is not possible to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with life of public service. While we are all saddened by their decision, the Duke and Duchess remain much-loved members of the family. So in other words... Yeah, we still like them, but you know what? They're the black sheep, right? Well, that's but, what they do, right? Well, of if course you don't it fall is. in lockstep. Of course. However, a spokesman for Harry and Meghan came out and said... We need a spokesman. Yes, we do. As evidence, Not you. As evidenced by I their work you. over the past year, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex remain committed to their duty and service to the U.K., and around the world, and have offered their continued support to the organizations they have represented regardless of official role. We can all live a life of service. Service is universal. Okay, right? No big deal, what right? What do they do? It doesn't matter. But oh. I mean, we're just taking everything. They're saying, okay, right. they can't do this kind of thing. Well, they're saying, well, it doesn't matter if we're prince and duchess or whatever the hell she is. We're still living a life of service. We're going to be, okay. Like me, I live a life of service. But Prince William is just beside himself. He's very upset, quoting, he's very upset by what has happened and found the couple's behavior insulting and disrespectful. And you know what? You know why? Why? You don't answer the queen back. It's just not done. I mean, you don't answer her back. (laughs) So, like, if she asks you, would you like a glass of water, you just stare at her blankly? <laughs> what kind of stupid shit is that? <laughs> well, no, apparently if she makes a statement, like if she says, this room is a mess, whether you agree or not, you don't say yes it is or no it isn't, apparently, from what they're saying. You just don't answer. Who cares what that old bag thinks? <laughs> well, apparently they do. Well, that William Weenie does, I guess. <laughs> is there any chance at all... Honestly, this is an honest question. Is there any chance at all this queen thing is like a weekend at Bernie's situation? That woman has been 115 years old my entire life. You know, and I have watched you age not gracefully just over the last 10 years. This woman has been on death's door for 43 you years she right is now. She's like my mother's age. She I t- don't know what that means. Well, I don't my know how mother would be 96 in August. Okay. Okay. She she's like right or at my mother's age. I'm not sure, maybe a year. But or has two. your mother been 93 for 43 years? Because that queen has been. 
I'm telling you, this is a weekend she at Bernie's situation. She has been situation. Queens since what, like 48? Something she's like 94. that. It's ridiculous. She's 94, and she's been that old okay. as long as I've been alive. Right. I and, mean, I'm. And yet the kids, we saw them as babies, and now they're 50. You know what I? You know, <laughs> you know what I do like about it, and it this, this is what bothers them, right? So they all have the, the, their little inbreeding thing they have going on. And remember, we, we had the Diana, and that was the big deal because she was actually from outside the family and was kind of hot for the time. And then that, what what's his name? Uh, Charles. He couldn't take that, so he went out and found Broomhilda's cousin there to creep on her with. <laughs> so so anyhow, so then it, it seems like this William, right? He falls right in line because he's the one married. She's oh, he's some Mr. prim and proper. He's Mr. Royal, yeah. yeah. And she's some prim and proper English broad and she kind of falls right in line. Then the younger brother, knowing he gets squad out of all this, he can't be king or ducus well, or thing. whatever the hell he's going to be. And you know William is frustrated because the king won't die. He's right. 99. Well, I don't even think there is a king, are there? Because he was a... I don't know. Who gives a shit? But anyhow... <laughs> So then I the, think he is the younger brother, knowing he's got all the money, he's not going to get any of the cachet anyhow, comes over to America, finds himself a nice American harlot who doesn't give two shits what this queen thinks, <laughs> right. goes in, gets his ends, gets married real quick, makes a pile of money, and then just blows out two middle fingers in the air going over the English <laughs> right. channel. I like that guy. I, I like this one. And oh, he sassed the queen. What he ought to do is go over there and whoop his brother's ass, because <laughs> yeah. his brother, had William's got all the makings of a guy who's never had his ass kicked and i think what, what's the other one's name uh harry. harry i think harry should whoop on him a little bit i think so that was way more royals talk than i think we should give be it, doing give, here. speaking of, we could that would be the official <laughs> battle royal Boo. royal battle boo. i like it hmm? i don't have a no, boo, so I, i've got the boo don't worry about it we, we do terrible yeah, exactly we do terrible puns apparently now on chaos and disorder how long have we been at this? Should we do your stupid game? 26 minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah, it's probably time. It sounds like Data or Spock over there. <laughs> not, not like 28 minutes or 29 hit, minutes. Hit, 28 minutes yeah. and 48 seconds. Yeah, it's probably time to hit the brakes on you this shit. Whoops, that's the wrong button. Yeah. I go. like it. We should use you that more often. Do it. What's this one? What we're in need of is better communication. That's true. This world would be a much better place if we all learned how to tell each other how we're feeling. What's this for? I don't Take think love, we have any example. problem telling each other love how we you. feel. I don't know what movie that is. Why, why is it in the board? <laughs> you put it there, not me. Now I've got it. Hold on. I just want to hit buttons here for a minute. That's one of my favorites. Billy Bob, Billy Bob. Wasn't that almost famous? Is what almost famous? Never mind. We need a little sling blade on here, a little Carl. All right, so now, now I'm going to try to push the right button. We'll Please. play his stupid game. I'm take sure a it's going to be a great here. game. And then, and then I got something I got to get off my chest. Don't I worry, guess I got in the, plenty in the of third stuff segment. Too. So I'm, hold on, I'm hold, pull that thing out here. Come here, hang on. Here he comes. All right, give it a spin. All right, well, there it goes. Did you just snort? <laughs> All right, and boom, there it is. The official topic tonight is... Well, you didn't even uh, intro what the segment is. Oh, they know by now. Oh, all right. I mean, listen to this music. <laughs> it's the wheel. All seven listeners are fully engaged in what this is. The wheel of 
worthless nonsense. Well, it changes every week, but it you know always what I, has bloviation in it. Yeah, I do hope when I get to your age, I could laugh hysterically like an idiot for five solid minutes because somebody said, pull it out the way you have been doing right here. You think I didn't notice? You are losing your mind. Does this mean we are all forever 13? Uh, uh, yeah, I say one thing, and you two sit jackaloons sit over there and shake like you're in junior high school in a study hall. I say I laugh about something, and I'm like being stupid. See, but even Dummy got it. I said, let's pull this thing out. You, of course, go right again. The penis seems to be the theme of the show for you today. <laughs> Meanwhile, he hopped right on board. Yeah, let me get it. He got it. Not you. Not you. It's always back to wieners for you. Oh, yeah, right. I did notice well, that. you're doing a show with two dickheads, why not? I mean, good God. Thank you for lubricating the bearings this week. It was easier to pull out. Indeed. That's gross. All right. I bet our sponsors are thrilled to be a part of this brilliance. Oh, All right. Speaking well, of which, you know, remember we were, were prefaced before the show that the new improved wheel, we were just going to be astonished yeah. at the subjects on the wheel. Yeah. Although we can't say we aren't because he's been trying to give us and we've cut him off for the last 10 <laughs> well, shows. It's so easy because he, t- he takes a deep breath. Yeah, he always. It takes 40 minutes to say anything. Yeah, all right, Alejandro. Yeah, what's the stupid wheel say? All right, so what you're going to do is you are going to pick your top three. Oh, here we go again with three. Bill Murray movies. Well, I hope I can come up with three. This is the brilliance you are. God, I mean, here I was waiting to be astonished. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's easy for me. Now he's just playing with It's buttons. easy for me. Can well, I say well, it No, now? we're going to go to commercial. Oh, and then we're I, come that's back right. And, I'm supposed to think about it. Sorry. Yeah, so you think real hard. All right. Well, we, no, don't leave. You've messed up already. You have to take that music out so I can run the commercial bed. Do you recall this now? It's See, I took over half of the commercial duties because this rum dumb couldn't get us an in and out of break. And he still bailed out on it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, come back, and I, I'm going to see if I can think of three Bill Murray movies. I'm sure you'll give us three Bill Murray movies. And yeah, we'll well, do... I've, got them. I've got the ones that are my favorites. All right. Well, then we'll do all that right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, welcome back into Chaos and Disorder, playing... The stupid wheel of dysfunction, or what's this thing called again? Something bloviation. The do you wheel be- of stupid bloviation. Do I you believe, believe he screwed up the break again? <laughs> I 
mean, I think we undersold that. Give yourself a yay. Yeah, yay yourself. How did I screw it up that much? You, you got up and left. You had one job. Fade the music out before you went for more beer. And you left. See, we can't even yell at him when this music played. It makes him so damn happy. We might have to ban this it from is. the show. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. I hate this music. So thank you to Dead Sled. One question. I, I yeah. paid attention to the read today. Is it really a culture? You're a coffee guy. Is it a culture that snobby people, there's snobby people in every industry or with everything that brag about where their beans come from? Certainly. It must be a thing if that was in the read. How would you not punch somebody I in the throat who was talking saw, about where their coffee beans did came you ever, from? Did you ever see, um, oh, what was that, the bald-headed guy, um... Wilford Brimley no, and the no, diabetes. No, no, no. Um, Kojak? <laughs> Andrew Zimmer. What was he? The Strange Eats or wherever the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The. Oh, you know, he eats spiders and all this kind of crap oh, and all this I think on countries. CNN or something. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Anthony Bourdain. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. No. Andrew he eats Zimmer. weird stuff, doesn't he? Huh? Doesn't he eat weird stuff? He killed himself. Well, before then, I assume. Well, maybe. I but he didn't eat the bizarre foods. That's what it was called. Yeah, it was bizarre for Andrew Zimmern. Anyway, he was down in South America, and I, I think it was like Colombia or Brazil or something like that. And he went into some coffee place, and I mean to tell you, it is cutthroat. It, I mean, they have guys that are sitting around like a wheel that's like about eight feet across, and it's divided into like these little sections, and each one has a different coffee. And that guy can go and sniff these beans and all this kind of stuff, and they brew coffee, and he'll tell you every one that it goes in. Really? And it's almost like the frickin' mafia. I mean, you know, they have, you know, people have died over coffee. Well, and I and get stuff. that I if mean, it's your, your business. And let's be honest, it's South America. They'll kill you over a peanut butter sandwich down there. It's just kind of their culture. But is there like a thing where douchey 20-year-olds like to run around and brag about where their coffee beans came from? Oh, I'm sure. I big, mean, this day and age, you big know time. it. Yeah. Me, I go to Sheets. It's wonderful. I don't yeah. care. I drink Diet Pepsi. There you go. Ask anyway. So what are we doing? Stupid. The favorite Bill Murray. Bill Murray movie. movies. All right, I'll let you go because I'm not sure I can think of. Three. I'm going to have to say my three favorite in order. Go three to one. Are... Only hacks go one to three. Oh, go three to one. Yeah, okay. Only a hack starts. Third, at one. Groundhog Day. Second, Stripes. First, Caddyshack. Well, you may be surprised to know I've only seen one of those three movies. I'm going to say Stripes. No. Caddyshack. Yeah, okay. I've seen Caddyshack. I knew it was one of them, too. Groundhog Day, I've always been around it. I just never even felt the desire to watch it. So Caddyshack's the clear. It's got to be my one. It's the only one I can think of offhand. three. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't have two others. i tell you what. Was he, was he in Ghostbusters? Yes. All right, so there's one. Ghostbusters ranks up there, too. I mean, it's... And there was this one, I think it was him. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, now that you mention that, I mean, I mean I'm sitting here thinking with Groundhog Day, with the, ta- with the talented cast and Ghostbusters, I almost got to put it ahead of Groundhog See, Day, even look, though I like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. I'm bringing the movie knowledge really to good. you. I'm... But with Aykroyd and Harold Ramos and all them in, in Go- and Rick Moranis and them in, in Ghostbusters, it's actually probably a better movie. The only other one I can think of, and I'm not even sure it was him, but I'm thinking it is. Was there a movie 
back in the late 80s, early 90s, when I'd have been a kid, where he played like a crazy neighbor or something. Like he moved somewhere and harassed a neighbor or something. It was really funny. It was like back in those Uncle Buck type movie days. Are you thinking of What About Bob? Maybe. Because that's fantastic. That's what is that what it is? He becomes like a crazy neighbor or something like that. Uh, what was Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. Yes. So it was, wasn't was Bill the Murray. other guy. No, oh, Bill okay. Murray and Richard Dreyfus. See, I right? think that's what I'm thinking. Of. I don't remember. No, was that Robin Williams? No, it was Richard Dreyfus. Okay. No, he, not no no. Not with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Was it Williams or Murray? No, it was Bill Murray. Okay. So Richard Dreyfus was a. Uh, psychologist psychiatrist that's it that's yeah, the movie yeah, 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 yeah okay. that's the one i'm talking it's about amazing i remember nothing about it but i remember thinking it was funny yeah that's why i don't care for movies because that's all i remember about them i think i liked it mm-hmm. i don't remember what it was called or anything that happened but i think i liked it knowing your sense of humor and everything you would thoroughly enjoy stripes what what stripes absolutely about? <sighs> Bill Murray's basically, he's a pizza delivery guy, terminal loser, his girlfriend leaves him, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like. Harold Ramos, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. He lived in a basement with a dog yeah. and so forth. Yeah, things of that nature. Got thrown out when it was yeah. time to make the basement nice and livable. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, he, someone jo- married he decides you he joins that? the Army. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going to join the Army. So I tried, and, they didn't want me. I don't blame him. And some of the characters in his, you know, basic John Candy was one of the cadets, you know. So I mean, you already know that that's going to where that's going. Harold Ramis actually helped him write the script. Who else is in that? Uh, oh, War Oates was a drill sergeant, Sergeant Holka. It's a good name. Yeah, I don't know what a War Oates is. Uh, he was he was a very good actor. He See, was one of those a, ones I'd recognize if I saw yeah. him. Yeah, one of those faces. It was in all were... those eighties movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably there was a like roster from the sixties through like the eighties. Well, like that's that. what I like. Then it seems different now. There was a roster of about twelve guys in the late eighties and early nineties. I never knew who any of them were, but they were in every movie, and you and could they just were count great. on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could be funny. They could be cutting throats, but you, you yeah. know, and just as convincingly doing right. either. Or exactly. John Larroquette as Captain Stillman. Yep. John Larroquette. Remember Bill him from Paxton. Night Court. So what was it about just hijinks and mishaps with a general yeah. layabout and loser in the army? Exactly. I like that. Yeah. It was very world. good. And then, of course, they got um, spoiler, sorry, due to blind luck because Sergeant Holka got laid up in the hospital and they showed up for the parade or whatever. The general says, this is the kind of go-getters we want for this special mission. <laughs> oh, of course. So, of yeah. course, they get put on a special mission in, like, Czechoslovakia or some damn place and... It just goes off the rails. Yeah, just so, hilarity yeah. ensues. Yeah, <laughs> jocularity. Jocularity. Yeah. I don't I know just... why, because I threw it out there. That's one movie I have seen that I don't think we talk about enough is Uncle Buck. I remember Uncle that being the movie. funniest movie I'd ever seen. I am just so stupid. Him making the pancake that he had to flip with a snow shovel. Yeah. I will take out my teeth and slap my knee every single time. John Candy was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you could look at him and laugh. Just, yeah. I mean, he was just one of those kind of guys. It was just It's so just funny. that big, fat, goofy guy. I was the same way with, shit, my mind just went blank. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Tommy Boy, I will stop on if I'm flipping around Chris the Farley TV. Chris Farley was almost like a mixture of Belushi and John Candy in a way. Yeah. You know. 
maybe not quite as good as either, you know, specifically, but combined, he he was really funny. Just, I mean, we always talk about that when he does that Saturday Night Live bit where he's supposed to be like interviewing Paul McCartney. You know, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you remember when the Beatles played Shea Stadium? That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that that whole living in a van down by the river bit got me every single time. Yeah, so dumb, but got me every single exactly. time. Matt Foley was that his name? Matt yeah. Foley. All right. So, so a movie Ooh. that I'm surprised you guys. Well, maybe not Briggs, but Kingpin. Neither of you. Oh, was that the, yeah. the the Amish guy and the kid from Cheers in the bowling movie? There you go. Yeah, I, I probably saw that one. The kid from Cheers? Yeah. I mean, I, he's had a much bigger career than uh, Woody Come Harrelson. On, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I was letting that one go. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking there's no children in Cheers. Okay, yeah, Woody Harrelson, right. He was young. Then. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah that, if I remember right, that was funny. Yeah, bigger. You know, the one thing I do remember, actually, I did see it. And the one thing I remember, so what's his name? Woody Harrelson. So somehow I forget how they ran off with the the guy, Cousin Eddie. They ran off with him. He's Amish. Is that Cousin Eddie? Randy Quaid? Yeah, the Amish guy. <laughs> Cousin Eddie? From, yeah, from, from vacation. Christmas Vacation. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. See, I think I'm getting him out of his depth. Hey, I yeah, know more really? about movies than this rum dump. <laughs> I'm, starting to, I'm starting to believe in so, you. Here. So, Rick, Cousin Eddie's oh. a, an Amishman, and somehow like, right, he yeah. ends up with Woody Harrelson, who's a former pro bowler who lost right. a hand. So, anyhow, and then they pick up this hot broad along the way. Any, anything else that happens doesn't matter, but at the very end, they take the Amish guy back. And at the day, what, what's what's Woody Harrelson's character's name? Roy Munson. Munson. So at the end, they they drop off the Amish cousin Eddie, and they get back Ishmael. in the and they get back in the car, and Woody Harrelson and the hot chick are driving away, Vanessa and all Angel. the Amish came out to say goodbye, and they all stand there and wave and go. Goodbye, Mr. Munson. Goodbye, Bye, whore. <laughs> that stuck with me. All that it just came back. I don't know why. That's not all that funny now that no. I say it out loud. But no. it was funny. I liked it. Well, endings to movies. Yeah. I mean, good. what better way to end a movie than yeah. with goodbye, whore? Did you ever see what was it? Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. <laughs> no, no it sounds like something I would watch though. It was. Typical 70s movie. It was um, Peter Fonda and, and Susan George. That was Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. Anyway, they were wanted, you know, for whatever. You know, small-time stuff. But then, of course, it was down south in the, you know, rural south or whatever back in the 60s, supposedly. He's got this hot rod car, kind of like pre-Dukes of Hazard, but it was more of a serious movie than, than a comedy. And... You know, the, the whole movie is basically them trying to escape the law, you know, and get out of the state and get out of their state jurisdiction, that kind of thing. And at the very end, I mean, the movie wasn't that great, but at the very end, it's like it's this high-speed chase, and he gives them the slip, you know, and they're heading down this dirt road, and it's like a mile to the next state or whatever, and, you know, they raise their hands, and they're like, yeah, and they're turning around and look back, you know, and there's no cops, you know, and they're, woo like that, and the next thing you know, whammo, a train. Just that, as they're crossing the That's a good the way to end the movie. Yeah, bam, I mean, gone. And you know what? I just had a thought. 
before I lose it. And then we're going to go to break. So ready yourself if you could handle that. Try not to walk away from the console, at least <laughs> until we get to the break. I'm good. You know how you insist on having a thing at the end of the show, and I insist you not have it. I don't know what you're talking about. If, if you want a thing at the end of the show, you may now use, I, I grant you permission to end every show with buy whore. <laughs> Whatever it is you're saying, otherwise I will no longer tolerate. I'm going to start editing it out. But I will grant you buy whore if you would like to use that. <sighs> I'll think about it. You know what? I need to track that down. It's got to be on the YouTube somewhere. That belongs on the board, don't you think? Definitely. Yeah. Because it's it's funny, and they do good Amish voices, and there is a distinctive Amish voice, and so it makes me laugh. All right, well, let's take a break here for somebody we all in the studio are very happy to hear from. So let's do that. We'll come back. More fun, more hilarity, more jocularity right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. There it is. Well done. Yeah. I, I could have done without the seemingly eight-second delay, but <laughs> the, your heart was in the right place, so I'll grant it to you. Here's over, yeah. Welcome back into Chaos and Disorder, the Chop Shop, man. Oh, oh let's, boy. Let's talk about the yeah. Chop Shop a minute. So, first of all, dummy, a week later after leaving, well, was there ever any say of what happened with the land yacht you left behind last week? That's what you ate tonight. Oh, that's that, I was that yeah. was where I was getting. So so he beat yay! me to it. That's that's what I mean. He gave himself a yay. But but Finkelstein shows up. Was it land yachts for all? Or was that just me? Yeah. For all. Land yachts for all. So you have got Thank to Thank you, Billiam. Now I understand there's breaking news because I, I lamented last week about how while it was a credit to them that they were providing them to us, it was also off menu. I'm given to understand there's some breaking news on that front there, Finkelstein. There is, and actually, you know what? We reserve it for King No Cell, but since it's such big news, I will let you break it with. Ooh, it gets a royal King welcome. King No Cell. The land yacht is back, baby. When did you say May? March? March. March, the land yacht is coming back. And why is it coming back? Because this here show, Chaos and Disorder, and specifically the talent Rick Flieger has been clamoring for it. The land yacht is back. Get your dumb selves into the chop shop and eat this thing. And let's not forget, I mean, here we are in the middle of winter. March is less than a week away yeah, now. it's time. I it's mean, land it yacht. is land yacht time. And, and here's what I like about the land yacht, right? That's just a sandwich. They call it the land yacht because this thing is conservatively six and a half feet long. Yeah. A lot of bread, but good bread. Thick bread, but good bread. Here's all it is. Bread, 
and salted cured meats. It's There's wonderful. no arugula, no avocado, no squid, no ranch <laughs> artisan artichoke artisan no. artichoke mayonnaise on it. No. It's bread, cured meats. What else could you ask for? Lettuce, tomatoes, That's and eaten. onions, and you can get you can get the plenty of other stuff on it. No, no. Don't. But meat bread. But the key is, we were talking about this before we went on air. How many sandwiches have you gotten at other places that may look great but are ruined by rotten bread, you know, dry bread or wilted lettuce or or whatever the case may be. Just just doesn't taste fresh. This thing tastes like they butchered the cow or whatever the hell it was. It just, it just for the bread? No, for the meat. Now that's a hell of an idea. Yeah, beef just bread. Bake the bread. William, <laughs> get on it. Beef <laughs> bread. I'm telling you. Beef bread it's coming just, to you soon at the like chop shop was, in Butler. Everything tastes like it was prepared like in the last hour before they made the sandwich. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Billiam cured Fresh. his own meats. <laughs> What's that? Billiam cured his own meats. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all you need. I would even suggest what I did with the second half of it was I even removed all the vegetables. I just want salted meat. Salted meat. It's brilliant. It's brilliant in its simplicity. It is brilliant. Is it billiant? It's billiant in its simplicity. And and let me tell you again. What are you doing? Briggs, you know what I'm doing. I do. What's he doing? I'm not going to tell you. Is he setting me up or something? Are we allowed to play this music? Yeah, we're not on like anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Sim- right. We're not on YouTube yet. So Simple nobody, man. Nobody to throw us off. I am that. I'm basically a caveman, and that satisfies my caveman needs. And salted, quite frankly, cured meats and yeah. bread. No avocado. No artichokes. No squid. No squid. <laughs> no. None of that. I mean, that is key. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Squid ruins a sandwich. Because I don't know how many times, even you go find a normal sandwich somewhere. And they always is. put a sneak of squid in. <laughs> <No>. One tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's some type of fancy mayonnaise with a squid base sauce in it. I mean, it's always yeah. with the squid That's in squid there. Squid aioli. Let me tell you this. What you're not going to find at Chop Shop is the word the artisan squid. or squid in front of anything. It's food. And it's good food. It is. And eat it. Get you a land yacht. All seriousness. Now, that's value added right All there. seriousness, check them out. It, it is fantastic. There's no question All right, Rick. That. I got something bugging me right Okay, now. good. And I have some great news for you. Oh, so you I want to get news. whatever's bugging you off your chest. Right, that yeah. way you have a clear conscience. Yeah. I can just pump you full of this good yeah. news. It's great. So I'm gonna You're going to be so happy. Yeah. So I'm going to start with something. Yeah, obviously, big news everywhere. Mike Tomlin, unfortunately, has come down with the Rona. Now, they say he's fine. He had it last week. He's in good health. He issued a statement. Everything's going to be all right. So I want to start with this. When are we going to get to the point, Rick, that ESPN starts breathlessly reporting on anyone with even the loosest of sports ties has the Rona? What are they going to do when this thing's over? They're screwed. What are they going to do? This is all they care about now. Well, they'll come up with some social issue or – They'll just dream up something. You know, there's always there's I mean, always the, the 
you know, the criminal blotter that we can look at because, you know, there's always somebody getting arrested or yeah. something. Yeah, we can always go there. But they are going to miss this thing so sure desperately. And, and it, it got me to thinking about something that really annoys me with ESPN, and that's Around the Horn. Have you ever watched Around the oh, Horn? of course. It's like the perfect lead, and I still watch PTI religiously. I, I really do. The, the chemistry between those guys, the back and forth, it's what I would like us to do if we were collectively talented. The, that's what I would love this show to be, the chemistry those guys have. <laughs> so, he's trying to ruin my rant. He's, he's got buttons over there. See, we have the chemistry. I'm letting you rant. Exactly. He's letting it go on. And I used to enjoy around the horn. Tony Reale is actually in a vacuum in the old days is really funny. He's really talented. Mech when they'd have Woody Page and Tim Kalashaw and Plaschke, there was good chemistry between them. I kind of liked the layout of the show, the quick hit. And then they get to the end and there was the, I, I'm forgetting what they even called it. The It wasn't the final word. It was, uh, what do they call it at the end? My mind just went blank. Uh, no, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But they get to FaceTime, they call it. Whoever wins, because they do scoring. I'm doing the air quote right. thing. It's all a gimmick. Gets a 30 seconds or a minute at the end to do. And a lot of times it was it was either something funny or a cool sports anecdote or something. But now that ESPN has decided they are the arbiter of everything woke in this country right now, this show has turned into what everything else is with ESPN, and it drives me insane. So they'll do their show, and they get to the end, and they get to the FaceTime. And what they do, instead of a cool sports anecdote, a funny story, something like that, it becomes this nonsensical, woke, overly sensitive, you know, insufferable thing where, where it used to be funny. You know, it, it'll go something like this, right? So, Rick Briggs, congratulations. You know, 30 seconds is yours. FaceTime is yours. And they'll find the loosest of sports ties, and they'll, they'll go on their woke rant. It'll go something like this. You know, here's some tragic story or a story of someone or group has been wrong with only the loosest of sports ties. It'll be like, Tony... 376 miles north by northwest of the Arizona Cardinals facility at the University of Phoenix Stadium stands a tree in a meadow. Not less than 11 people on Twitter believe this tree holds the key to enlightenment and also ensures clean water in Bismarck, North Dakota. Last week, drone footage captured a dog lifting his leg on this tree while a single masked pet parent stands by more interested in his phone than the atrocity the, uh, atrocity the dog has just committed. It's long past time in this country that we, we take time to ensure clean water safety. So please, please, toilet train your pets. And then Reali gets his big mug on the screen and goes, powerful words, thank you. Horn me! And he throws a stupid piece of paper at the camera. It is so insincere. It is so insufferable. Why does ESPN think people are tuning into this show to watch this crap? I'm, I'm, I can't take it anymore. I guess that's why they make uh, remotes so you can turn it off. Ugh, it drives me nuts. I mean, what? A, let's say, God forbid, COVID goes away, we achieve world peace. And unity no, that'll never and climate happen, so. change goes away. 
they're going to have to turn off the lights because then they'd have to gasp, talk about sports and show sports. It, it, it has gone swung so far. I, this isn't political. It well, probably sounds that no, way, but the, that is not what I'm there for. Well, and the only sports they ever talk about is basketball. Well, there's that. Well, they got, I, I can almost accept that. They've got the deal with the NCAA and different conferences. They got the deal with the NBA. I can live with that, but this stuff I'm tired of. And just, just check it out one time. At the end of every show, it's some atrocity that some no-name, no-link-to-any-sports figure is it's, it's insufferable. You feel better? I do. I, I just had to get that off my chest. Well, I'm yay! sure glad you did. I think you got a yay mo- for that I think one, that right? was a mocking yay. Nope, that was legit. <sighs> I don't think so. I, I, don't right, think that was, I don't think that was needed on a show that we have sponsors on, quite frankly. Well, it's showing my appreciation for the land yacht. Bubbling up here. Better out than in, I always say. Indeed. I have great news for you. It's better to fart, great. fart and feel the shame than not and feel the pain. Oh. I thought it was no, it better was, out and feeling good and keep it in and wish you could. Yeah, excuse me for my ignorance. It wasn't mer- very smart, but had it come from the other end, it was sure to be a fart. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. That's a you, good one. You know what? Yay! <laughs> there we go. I, I think I've taken the lead. But I have great news for you. I need some good news. I'm having a rough day. I need some good news. Did you, do you know anything about the Calgary bubble? The Calgary bubble? I'm unfamiliar. I know about the Calgary stampede. The Calgary bubble is ready to go. And that is where they are holding from April 3rd through the 11th. The men's curling championship, buddy. Ooh, it ooh. is back so in it's 2021. We're going to have curling. You got Thank curling, God. your favorite sport of all time, curling. Yeah, curling chicks are hot. Well, it's, it's only the men's. Oh, boo, The women's boo. is later on. Oh, all right. But, but there's going to be women. Well, yeah. That's but fine. they've got it in the Calgary bubble where everybody's isolated and they've got everybody protected from this corona, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, I thought Canada wouldn't let people in. Isn't that why, like, the Raptors are playing in Tampa or something? That's why they have the bubble. You come there. Oh, then you're just there. You're, te- you're tested, and I believe you go into a three-week quarantine three or something weeks. like oh, that man. beforehand and, and all these tests, and everybody's in this bubble. You're isolated. So it's just all these guys in the bubble and they're for cur- three weeks. they're curling. And well, curling from up. the 3rd to the 11th, can the you, 8 days. Can you imagine how much adult content is being consumed during this quarantine? When you got the curling championship on your mind, you're not thinking about anything no. else, buddy, well, other than curling. They're kind of one in the you're same already, to me. You're already in the, the doggy door getting down there with that rock. <laughs> so, I mean, you but, know. But when I think about the curling chicks, it's very much the same thing for me as adult content sometimes. Well, I know that, but this is the men's. Yeah, see, that's a bummer. Yeah, it is. But you said the women are coming. Yeah, I think they are. Let's see, mixed doubles are the 24th of April through the 1st of May. And huh, the women's are actually in a different location. Ooh, a different bubble. Yeah. So How do I get in that bubble? It's in May sometime. So we'll have to we'll update you on the oh, curling uh, news. I'll be paying because I know that's uh, that is your sport. So Rick, Dateline, Arizona. There's hate in your job, 
And then there's this guy. I'm reading from the New York Post. An Arizona man was so desperate to get out of work that he staged his own kidnapping, authorities said. Brandon Souls, 19, was found with his hands tied up behind his back with a belt and a bandana in his mouth near a water tower earlier this month in Coolidge, Arizona. He told authorities that two masked men had kidnapped him, hit his head, and knocked him unconscious. The men then drove him around before dumping him where he was found, Souls said. But after conducting an investigation, detectives found no evidence the kidnapping occurred. Souls then confessed to authorities that he made up the story in order to get out of work. He was arrested on February 17th on suspicion of false reporting to police. Why, especially now, would you go to the... There's a picture of him here. I'll, I'll show you this picture where he actually went into town and bound and gagged himself until he was found just so he could get out of a day of work. Why didn't he just, I don't know, call off and say, I got Dorona? Did he give himself a safe word? Did he ever stop to think that, you know, two kidnappers, let alone one, two kidnappers aren't going to waste their time kidnapping somebody that works at get-go? I mean, they're not going (laughs) to get anything out of this guy. Mr. Knowles doesn't see, Souls doesn't seem like the CEO of any type of, you know, tech startup. Yeah, he he definitely works at uh, the Wawa somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, granted, they're raising wages to like ten, eleven bucks an yeah. hour, but that that doesn't yeah. really equate to a very Still, good ransom payoff. What I am impressed. How do you tie your own hands behind your back with a belt? That is that is pretty good. Somebody has practice. Somebody yeah. had to have done it for him. That's not what they're saying. They're they're saying he's on his own. He well, did he said it all he staged own. it. Somebody could have tied the belt for him. I suppose. Yeah. You know, hey, do you ever do anything wacky or give tell a crazy story to get out of work? No. That's where I wanted Not to where just I went to work. You were going with that. Oh, are you talking about with the belts and the autoerotic asphyxiation? Is that what you're thinking about? The original Florida man, I'm sure, has stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I just went to I just went to work. That's all I did. I, I never tried to get out of work. I always yeah. needed the money. That's what I was hoping. This would kind of lead to a conversation of all the wacky stuff we did when, or all the crazy stories we told when we called off. But I look back on it. I guess blame my dumb old man. I'll I tell you, a Florida I never story called off get off the air. Oh no, you tell us a Florida no, story now. No, 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 no. This is about a friend of yours. It's not Rick Briggs. Nope. It's Nick Riggs. Nope. You know, tell us a story about old Nick. Nope. I don't think you can do that. Not going to happen. Bonus show behind uh, a paywall. Nope. Patreon. Patreon, whatever Not that is. OnlyFans. Maybe if we had Patreon, but we don't have it right now. Until we do. What we... would your ex- expectation oh. be on Patreon for you to tell this story? I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> I'll get my since checkbook we, out right we, now. Since we are desperate for money, maybe we ought to uh, talk about the failed GoFundMe attempt. Oh, oh I, I was aware of this, yeah. Oh, that's right. Mrs. Finkelstein was trying to be a sneaky snake. Mrs. Finkelstein was, she had us, our best interest in mind. I actually and need more background. hats off to Mrs. Finkelstein. She is cool. However, GoFundMe's not cool. So they booted us off. Yep. What was our pitch? I never, I've got to be honest, I never even read the thing. I, I wish I would have screenshotted it, but Mrs. Finkelstein set up this fantastic GoFundMe for... Uh, butthurt-itis. Okay, was that because we were being mean to you? No, 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 no. It, oh, I thought it, maybe we hurt her feelings. No, it was... Treating an... her Prince Charming like the zero that he is. I mean, 
like a zero, and we feel bad about Some it. Some zero. Anyways, um, I know you guys were talking about the setting up a GoFundMe and Flieger. I think specifically you said that's like a goal for you is to have money just given to you for nothing. Yeah, it was like that broad who glued her hair to her head and idiots were sending her money. Right. So um, we had suggested that, well, you, you had put it on me to do that, but I said I don't think that that would be upstanding. Ah, okay. So, so you went to the... To Mrs. Finkelstein. Well, technically, we threw it out to Mrs. Finkelstein. Oh, did we? On air. I should listen to yes, the show. It sounds like it's pretty good. <laughs> and she took the ball and not only ran with it, she like straight up Bo Jackson did. Nice. And so right up the tunnel. Yep. Didn't stop. Nope. I like it. Nope. Maybe Christian Okoye? Anyways. Um, what was his thing? To just freight training yeah, people. Yeah, he didn't have a thing. Yeah. He was like a D-tackle at... Right. Yeah. Running back. Um, so she set up this GoFundMe, and there was a prescription. I think it, I don't want to, well, it was like F-U-K-T-O-L-A-L. Here it is. I knew I had it. Oh, you still got it? I, I do. All right. Um, however, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm digging the sneaky sneak music, by the way. It, it is nice. Although when they start beating on the pan or the tin or whatever that is, I keep thinking there's something wrong. Here's your prescription for... <laughs> you probably should just spell it, because if you pronounce it, it is what it is. Get the F over it. Yeah, we won't go there. Okay. For your butthurt-itis, I'm also going to recommend you stay off the internet and cut down on your breathing. Heal the butthurt. And they took it down. So did we have the butt hurt, or we're raising money for butt hurt people I around think overall, the world? Okay. Overall. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, supposedly she broke community standards, I think was the term. Is that... Do you remember if that Yeah, was, that's exactly what But that what was a said. proper prescription name. Right. But it was the fact that she was promising or guaranteeing a cure for something. Oh, so and she, you can't do that. Oh, apparently. so you can't promise to cure butthurt itis. Right. Oh, right. Well, well, that's a simple thing. What fix if we then. put something up here, Mrs. Finkelstein, if you're listening? I'm sure What she if is. we put up something such as something on the same line, but we can provide advice? Well, let's not do something where we have to lay out any work. I was thinking more along the lines of give us money. Well, that's it. But what advice are we providing? Whatever the butthurt-itis is, people have to let us know. I think we need to steer away from the butthurt-itis. What if we did a telethon of sorts? <laughs> you talk about work. Well, P- PBS you don't want to yeah. do work. We'll get some tote bags. You know, for a $20 donation, you get a tote bag. Oh, kind of like public TV. Thank you, bag. You know, for a $50 donation, you get a tasteful nude of Finkelstein. You know, things like Grr. this. We'll offer prizes. I'm not sure that there is such a thing as a taste. That That is like an oxymoron. A tasteful nude of Finkelstein. Well, it can be done tastefully. Pay no, extra, there's and nothing, I'll look at a picture There's of nothing about that over there that's <laughs> tasteful. I know. You don't know. It's like Sasquatch with a hat. Take your shirt off. Okay. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot he'd actually do it. Yeah. He wouldn't get embarrassed by it. But I like where we're going with this. Like, I, this, I, this, this, this I get the point now. Yeah, Mrs. Finkelstein was promising a, a cure to a disease. 
We need to just be. I mean, I can offer advice all day long. It takes no effort. I guess that could be the whole show. You know, write into us. What's our dumb email address again? Uh, Chaos and Disorder Pod at gmail.com. Tell us about your butt hurt, and and Rick will soothe it for you. And Mr. (laughs) Flager, you do owe a loyal listener a prize. I do. I do. Who was that loyal listener there, Finkelstein? Oh, I caught him with his pants down. He has no idea. Sorry, I thought you said take my pants off earlier. That's not what you said. That That's was what the, you were hoping that was said. me. That was me when the land yacht got here because those <laughs> pants suddenly became useless to me. I was so excited. <laughs> Going through zippers at an alarming rate over here. Well, that, that was Mr. Briggs that uh, broke the news on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. All right, so he has no idea. So whoever you are, <laughs> no clue. whoever you are, congratulations, and I, we'll we'll get that out to you. Did did you, didn't you get their address? Oh, it's if you want their actual name, it's Nicole Green. Oh well, you could have just said Nicole. Name yeah, down. you could yeah, have just said word. Nicole, and we'd say, "Yay, Nicole!" Well, no, Yay. and and your your twenty dollar <laughs> liquor store producer. gift card is coming yeah, your way. Not our producer. I still have the Amazon one. We'll have to come up with a game for next week. We're running out of time here. I don't have anything clever this week. Well, we'll have to think about something clever because it's going to have to be a little bit harder than just being the first one to respond. Of course, they did get the question right. It was the uh, word. Was she not also the only one to respond? Oh, no. Was we it, have was plenty there hundreds of, of them? Many, many of wrong answers, too. Oh, were there? Yes. Well, that might be fun. What were some of the wrong answers? Oh, football. Caught him with his pants down. Yeah, I mean, he does. (laughs) There's producer no cell there. Wait, why is it? He asked you, not me. But I was talking, and all of a sudden you turn around, look, and hit a button. Like, you know, I have no idea. Boo. Oh, all right. I mean, no. You need to face him. Well, that was the plan. He was supposed to be spun around and facing me. Maybe if we just put Because he's mirror. in another room with his back to you yeah. on top of everything else. Yeah, it's bad enough he's behind the glass, yeah. but then he turns his back on us. I really appreciate the fact that you went out of your way to get plexiglass from the igloo. Well, we are Rona safe is what we what we do. It means here. a lot. It's sentimental. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want you to get COVID like Tomlin. You know, speaking of Tomlin's catching a lot of... A lot of flack, you know that HBO special. No, they did a lot of they did some interviewing on him. You know, it's it's a uh, documentary on um, minorities being hired in certain jobs. I wasn't aware this was a thing. I have yes. to check this out. Okay, and, and Mike Tomlin was interviewed quite extensively. Apparently, okay. I've only heard snippets of it. So I, I mean, I haven't seen the thing, but he is, you know. Basically citing how there's not many minorities hired as coordinators and so forth. Okay. Well, then, um, God, what's his name? The guy for, um, oh, anyway, pretty well-known guy. I can't remember. I, oh, yeah. I, well-known guy. Yeah. Um, actually called him out and was saying. Called Tomlin out. Called Tom for saying there aren't enough minority yeah. coaches, and he's okay. never and he's never hired a minority coordinator. Okay, in his career, 
That's and interesting. They cited, you know, well, you know, Dick LeBeau was there when he took over the Steelers. Okay, well, great. The guy's a Hall of Famer. Right. He said, well, Keith Butler was in the in the waiting, so he had no choice. Of course he had a choice. Okay. I mean, Keith Butler hasn't done anything spectacular. I mean, they they now has some pretty good talent on that defense. Right. But he had a real suspect secondary for years, correct? Offensive coordinator. You had Bruce Arians. He leaves. You know, then you had um, Byron Todd Lefwich Haley. playing oh. for him. What? Byron Leftwich playing for him. Well, we're getting there, you know. Give yourself a yay for, you know, actually <laughs> listening for 10 seconds. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll take actually, it. Uh, that was the whole thing. Todd Haley comes in, didn't get along with Ben Roethlisberger, butted heads. Byron Leftwich was there, obviously was there for the taking. He chose to go with the Randy Finkner route. Yeah, that that was an unfortunate. And now he's gone. And what do they do? It's cronyism at its best. We got Matt Canada in bringing him up because Ben and him get along. You know who's running the show? I think ben. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, no. Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously. The, the star quarterback and, is running the show in every And NFL I guess, you know, city. not to get political, but I tell you what, for, from just standing outside looking at everything, it's not so much a racism thing. It's a cronyism thing. Yeah. That's what it is. The, because this, if you're in your little circle of friends, right. it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Yeah, because you're Marvin Lewis's and you're – and Hugh Jackson's and so forth, they're kind of in the same circle. They're kind of sticking together. Right. Well, you know, Tomlin's the same way. He's got his little cronies, and, and that's what it seems to be. It's it's not it's not a race issue. No, and that's rampant, especially in the Steelers organization, yeah. right? They under the the not guys. to say that there may not be no. underlying racial issues. Maybe, at times. but you can't accuse Mike Tomlin of them. I wouldn't think. Right, that, that's you, you know what, what I'm mean. saying. You can accuse him of cronyism. Is yeah. what I'm saying exactly because the Steelers, under the guise of continuity, have always done this, right. right? I mean, the the biggest shock was when they brought Mike Tomlin in again, not because of the color of his skin, because nobody had ever heard of Mike Tomlin, and they just assumed. It was going to be Russ Grimm or, or who was the other one? Was it Arians, right? Yeah, like Howard's retired. We thought Wizenhunter, whoever. Wizenhunt. It was Wizenhunt yeah. and Grimm, and they both ended up out in Arizona with, right. with Arians. Right. So, you know, th- that was the surprise there that Mike Tomlin came out of left field. Then he kind of adopted that. So, yeah, cronyism's the good word. That's one thing. I don't want to get too far down this road. No. You can get yourself in trouble saying nothing. But but one thing, if we want to talk about true equality, true color blindness, I guess, in these NFL hires or any coaching hire across any sport, it become that's when the discussion isn't about the race of each hire. And I felt like we had that with all eight hires this year. I don't know who was hired because of the color of their skin or not. Be, I don't know any of that. However, what I do know is I find it distasteful, the constant refrain of, well, let's check a box there, and you hear him talk about Ron Rivera. Does he fit into the minority? Do we count Hispanic? I mean, once that goes away is then when this issue is dead. How about let's just calling him what he is, a good coach. Right. Well, and that, <laughs> you know, that's the point. And, and, or is there probably some of the systemic racism? Probably. I, I don't know. Probably. I don't, I don't think in those terms. It's I, I'm not deep enough, right. I, I guess, to look into that. But and to your point, last week we talked about you know well Eric Bieniemy got passed over. Could it be because of we saw in the Super Bowl they couldn't make any adjustments 
to Tampa Bay. Right. I don't know how many adjustments you could make with that offensive line. Well, but look, the granted, point. they were missing two tackles. Right. But the play calling never seemed to change no. the whole game. It was like Mahomes will make this throw, and he's going – like like you talked about, oh, my God, look at that diving throw that he made. It was incomplete, by right. the way. But, you know, the, yeah, I mean, when you're running for your life, you know, you either have to adapt or, or die, and it, it doesn't, it, nothing seemed to change. Whether or not that had anything to do with it, I have no yeah. idea. I mean, I guess call me naive, and you wouldn't be the first person to ever call me naive, but I have to believe after two years of – at least the media refrain and the Twitter refrain that Eric Bieniemy is the best available coaching hire out there, and we've gone through two cycles without him being hired, there's something more than the color of his skin that we all don't know. There's some type of, whether it's fair or not, there's some type of knock against him. Maybe he wants his, to be the Andy Reid's yeah, offensive maybe coordinator. Maybe he's not interested. Maybe there's the belief that he would only be successful under an Andy Reid. Maybe there's a belief that he couldn't manage a whole team. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm being Pollyannish. I just, I, I don't see it. That doesn't mean it's not there, trust me, but... But to go after Mike Tomlin, so, so here we go, right? So we have, we have a minority head coach and a successful long-term minority head coach. Now we're taking him to task, almost accusing him of this systemic racism for not hiring minority coordinators. Well, and he can be of, of the opinion that I don't think minority coordinators are getting a fair shake and still be allowed to hire a non-minority in these positions if he feels they're the best person for the job or if he feels for they're the next guy up in the room, which is what Mike Tomlin right. seems to do. Right, exactly. And, look, I mean, it, it's this is one of these issues that just doesn't go away because the media wants to keep it burning. Yeah. Because and it's an it's issue. Good, it's good storytelling, yeah. no matter what the case. You know, they're not going to say that, the team made the decision based on who they thought would be the best candidate for their team. Right. No. no. They're, they're not going to say that. You know, and, you know, you can look other places. I mean, Tony Dungy, you know, I mean, he gave Leslie Frazier a chance. Um, who's, who's another one that uh, Bowles, I believe, that, that he made a coordinator as well. You know, he actually did – you know, hire some minorities, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was doing it on purpose. You know, well, what, you know what I'm trying well, to say? And I don't mean it, you know, like intentionally, but like Mike Tomlin maybe doesn't know a Leslie Frazier intimately and, and, and really, you know, and he felt comfortable with a Matt Canada or whatever the case may be. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to bash anybody for any type of a hire. No. Because, I mean, this is a billion, multi-billion right. dollar business, for God's sake. And that's sakes. why I had to believe if a minority was the best person for the job, they would hire them. Uh, again, nobody wants to hear two, one middle-aged and one octogenarian white guys talking about systemic racism. We clearly have no idea about no, it, right? obviously. But 
I think my point is, is kind of something you did right there. And it's not taking you to task because it's something everybody does in the media, in the league, everywhere. We kind of take stock of, well, here's a minority coordinator here who had this job and did well on this one and that one. We, we've got to get past that. that well, yeah. That's got to be. Now. Can't we just look at them as men? No, it's a case of both things may be true, right? The fact that the fact that you're able to sit down and kind of list that out says, all right, maybe that, that, that probably is an issue. That that solution is way beyond me, though. Oh, it? no doubt. And obviously, we know nothing about the inner workings of any of these teams. Right. So, I mean. Is there probably some of that going on? Probably. Like that. I'm sure. Guy in Houston seems to have, have some issues. Well, but, I mean, does it have anything well, to that do was with the, race or just he has no clue what he's doing at all? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, probably another case of both can be true, right? <laughs> he's a bumbling fool and maybe has a you – know, I don't know. Yeah. Because the other thing I'm not going to do what everybody else is quick to do on social media and in media and in podcasts is accuse somebody of being a racist when I don't know a thing about that. I'm not going to do that either. So, actually, I shouldn't even joke about that. Exactly. It's – that, I'm going to check that but out. It's there, more or I'm less taking the, the the mainstream media to task yeah. for for furthering this kind of stuff all the time. I mean, no matter what, who gets hired, it's always something that they yeah. have to bring up. And, and you know, I mean, I'm, I'm well. There was a tough Florio's good for that. When you did you see the tweet he put up that. Deshaun Watson asks for a trade, and Houston refuses to trade him. J.J. Watts says he's unhappy in Houston, and he gets his unconditional release immediately. And then Florio does his typical snarky, I wonder what that, why that is. What's the difference between these two? Well, I'll tell you the what The difference is. is one of them is a star quarterback, and the other one's an oft-injured, aging defensive end. Well, that's, that's the difference, it. but that's, that's not Flor- what Florio no, was getting at. No, one's 32 years old and been hurt for the last right. five years. The other one's 25 years old and is an all-pro franchise quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a big difference. Best at the most important position in the right. league. But. And frees up $17 million on the cap. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't even. But but that, you're right. That's the, the media driving this. There is a and Florio didn't even want the season to even play last no. year because he, still, he hates football. Yeah, he's still furious they played football and no NFL player died as he predicted. Right. Him and uh, who's the uh, Peter King? They're both furious that that what's made them both millionaires actually happened this year and allowed them to do that. Right. I suppose we're done. I know. I'm exhausted. I, I'll tell you that much. Do you want a final tally? Oh yes, Mr. Finkelstein. Two cheers. Now, did we call for both of those? Because you actually, don't get to award yourself. No, cheers. actually, Mr. Briggs called for both of them. All right. Mrs. Finkelstein was awarded three just because she's hot. And she did the GoFundMe thing. Yeah, let's get the GoFundMe back. Maybe we could make some money. Would she be willing to offer up tasteful nudes? I mean, that's legit OnlyFans. Not even like oh, Could we have a chaos and disorder OnlyFans? I'm open for that. I'll do a guest spot <laughs> here and there. <laughs> All right, we'll work on that. Mr. Briggs. be mad that now I'm bringing it up. I, I've taken it too far now. I have too far too much respect for stuff like that. Yeah, see, I would, I I would never a, go there. I'm a pig. I'd never say anything like that when the microphones are off, but I get my mic muscles, you know. <laughs> aspartame muscles. Yeah, aspartame. All right, so it comes down to one cheer for, for our fans. Again, a cheer is not that. We don't know. Yay! Mr. Briggs, final tally four. Mr. Flieger, final tally five. 
First off, but how many of those are mocking yays? And he claimed none when I asked him. And I well, have to is, think he wouldn't lie to. Me. Well, he is a terminal liar, you know. That. Oh, is he? I'm a man of my word. I got you a land yacht. <laughs> he did a week later. Two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. But there is a yeah. land yacht. That's true. Well, there isn't any more. Well, no. It was there delicious. was. It got housed. Yes. Housed. All right. Let's get I, out again, of a here. big th- thank you to Billiam at the Chop Shop. Yes. And go, the staff. Go to the Chop Shop in March and get yourself a land yacht. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no reason for it. You just nope. did that for no reason. Why? There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you say these ghosts are everywhere. They are. And it just keems to pop in. I don't know what's going on. Oh. He actually, without me having to throw something at him, played the out music. He so, must have fat-fingered the wrong button. <laughs> yep. So that's it. If you're still Thank listening, God. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. This has been a long one, and it frankly wasn't that good. But, uh, hey, we appreciate you listening anyhow. Don't forget, check out everything at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. Email the show, Chaos and Disorder Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find these archives at AsylumFantasySports.com. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Hasta No! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.